There'll be no work done today in Sydney. A million of us are on the move, swarming into the streets like bees in the sun. No. Weird. Australia. We're joined in the studio by Anonymi, who's going to be uh, having a chat with us in just a second and telling us about everything that's been happening in his world. But uh, to get us there, he's going to be playing in something live in the studio for us. So uh, without too much further ado, it's Anonymi live on New World Australia.
Australia on FBI. And we've been listening to Andrew Turrell, a.k.a. Anonymi, playing live with us here in the studio. How are you going, Andrew? You all right? Hi. <laughs> now, I'm just going to make sure that we're going to get the right mic for you. Give it a go. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, hi, hi. There we are. Fantastic. No- number one. Thanks for that. Beautiful piece uh, that you just played for us. Cheers. Now, uh, that is that a piece that is taken from your forthcoming record? Uh, no, it's actually even newer. It's ah. very... Um, played it for the first time last night using a different tuning, so it's kind of feeling around a little way. But I think it's one of those ones, I think, by now. Um, I've just enjoyed playing in Sydney so much, I feel I can kind of just do the things I really want to do. So it's kind of awesome. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, I alluded to there um, something about a new record because your third release is now very much in the bag and yeah. uh, is uh, has a release date. Um, it's, I'm going to be coming out. Um, the new album's going to be called An Entendre, which is, again, it's kind of a bad pun, but you know it happens. Um, You're full of them. I, I am, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be coming out hopefully late autumn just need to figure out a date and everything like that i just need to kind of get off my butt a little bit and do a few things but that'll be out end of autumn maybe start of winter on someone good uh which is the uh, brisbane label uh which is a kind of partner label for room 40 yeah. run by lawrence english uh a hometown label i guess for you because yeah. that's that's where you're based up there yeah it's kind of nice it's one of those i haven't put out any records in from anyone from brisbane in the past so it's really exciting actually mm. and i think with those guys as well they've got um, lawrence and beck they've got, got such a like international reach as well, so that'll be really good. And I think it's nice to have kind of their, their ethos as the kind of the friends and family kind of thing. And mm. yeah, I think it would be really good at home. Yeah, have you? I mean, have have you done a lot of collaborations with with Lawrence English from Room Forty and various other um, ways? Whether that's not necessarily musically, but you know, in, um, in other ventures, or is this the kind of first time you guys have hooked up? Um, Lawrence has had me play a few um, shows in the various series he's done in the past, mm-hmm. and just worked on other bits and pieces in, uh, in the past as well. And yeah, I've just found the shows doing the shows with um, that he's organised to be really interesting. It's just um, situation. It's one of those ones where everyone really listens and pays attention it's there's a lot of close mm. listening and a lot of openness as well which is really cool yeah and kind of in some respects sort of needed for the sort of stuff that you play you yeah know? i mean do you uh do you kind of get get the shits when you're in environments where close listening is not the order of the day and uh, or is it just something that you just have to kind of deal with and block it out i think it's something we're just kind of dealing with not uh, and blocking it out i think Kind of depends what mood I'm in. Because my back, I mean, a background in some ways, like you know, used to be in punk rock and indie rock and electro bands back in the day. So I'm kind of the. There's the times where I really love the idea of a loud crowd. So like, well, if you get to talk over me, I get to play louder, (laughs) or I just get to talk back. Um, Sometimes though, just and I think the more you play, it is it is really nice to play, and not have to turn up just to get overheard over the bar. Yeah. It seems extraordinary that in this day and age, you know, people will pay good money to turn up to a show and then stand at the back of the room and chat for while well, the bands are playing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind, kind of, of interesting. Why don't you stay outside and not pay money? Yeah. And uh, everybody would be happier. Anyway, I digress. Now, uh, the third album um, has, uh, I guess it's sort of uh, been, in the, been in the can for a little while because you recorded it um, a few months back. Uh, tell yeah. us about the recording because you left the hometown of Brizzy and uh, packed up your kit bag and headed south. Right? Yeah, I was lucky enough to get some funding from the Australia Council for the Sound Clash grant and that was really good timing because I was wanting to do some um, recordings with Cornell Wilczek from Qua at his Electric Dream studio for I've been wanting to do it for ages everything I've heard that they've done there is just so fantastic and um, Cornell's just mastered a couple of my releases in the past mm-hmm. so that was really good I went down there for about a week I had a fair few ideas but it was things where I wasn't sure whether anything would come out of it whether it be an EP whether it would just be 
me banging my head against a wall. Yeah. Um, but I found it, yeah, it was really interesting. Like, I think working with Cornell was fantastic. He's such a gifted and amazing musician and producer. And it was just a really good vibe. And I think the record reflects that. It's quite, even though it was um, in the middle of winter in Melbourne, it was pretty damn cold. I think it was kind of almost a summer, um, summary record in a lot of ways. Maybe, I'm not sure whether it was out of spite for the cold <laughs> or whether it was just because it was such a really relaxed and organic process. Yeah. So did you manage then to effectively write and record the whole album in how many, how, how long? Um, we, in that, effectively in that block of it was, sessions? It was about a week. Um, there was right. a fair, I did about half of the tracks well, I worked on fair bits of them beforehand but Corn mm. uh, worked in a really interesting way where a lot of it was because I guess it wasn't something with heaps and heaps and heaps of layers. There's a decent amount of layers, but not heaps and heaps. So um, mixing as we went. So it was kind of a track right. or two a day. So it was bringing some things in and we worked on more in the studio and some cases wasn't mixing. But a few tracks we actually, maybe three or four, we actually just started and finished in the studio, which was really exciting. Yeah. And so, I mean, you must have been um, sort of quite surprised and inspired by that. Oh, definitely. Because when it starts to roll, you just want to kind of make Definitely. That. And that was it. And it was a case yeah. where I'd, we'd finish for the day in the studio and I was lucky enough to just have a hotel for the week because it's one of those, I love living in Melbourne, but there's a lot of friends to see and things to do. But for that week, you just bunkered down and then worked all day and then went back to home and just would figure out bits and pieces as well, which is, again, really not what I was expecting. So you came home from the Melbourne trip effectively with the album in the bag. Yeah. Um, was that kind of like, uh, I know you not necessarily had a schedule for it, but did it kind of, in some respects, take you aback that it was kind of done? And, oh, definitely. You know, you know? Definitely. I was expecting to be like going back and forward bits and pieces. And I guess it's just taken a while just because I've had a, um, quite a busy few months up directly after that. And then after the really busy few months, just kind of wanted to take summer off a bit and just, mm. I guess, wait a few months to see whether I still was really happy with the album. And it's just making a couple of changes now, but it's pretty much what was done middle of july you're like the sort of one man white stripes you know kind of like <laughs> book a studio for or you know rest yeah. in peace um but you know book a studio for four days and just nut out the whole album there and then but in some respects it's it's good because it's it you know doesn't linger you don't also get the opportunity to really screw with it I yeah mean, you, you know you've really kind of just get it take that opportunity that you have of working with someone like like qua and uh, maximize it as best mm -hmm. you can and i think sorry I think it's one of those things as well. I think um, a lot of maybe like-minded artists, the idea of the album isn't so prevalent in a lot of ways of, you know, the big band working in the studio. This is the album. I think well, something else I'm really happy with how it's how it turned out and hopefully when it's out, I'm still feeling it at the moment, but it's definitely a documentation of where mm. you are at that point. So I think mm. you have your albums and maybe a little EPs in between, but I think there's, an, there's something kind of, important sometimes i think there is there is a value in just laboring over an hour for an album for such a long time or a work for such a long time but sometimes i think if you can do it reasonably quickly and not doing it quickly for the sake of it i think there's something really important about that well certainly there'll be a greater sense of it hanging together yeah you know? whereas here's a collection of tracks that i recorded over a year in different states and different frames of yeah. mind and different equipment and so on i mean that obviously has its uh has its interest and has its advantages but there's something to be said as you say yeah. for um that kind of documentation because you know we're we're sort of living in a climate where the album as a as a as a piece of art is being undermined for yeah. for whatever reason and it's uh we, we see people trying to um stem that tide and do other things you yeah. know bespoke packaging and all the rest of it yeah. to try and kind of you know uh, bring that together but it sounds like sonically the whole thing is going to hang together quite nicely yeah 
You mentioned, um, you know, that uh, you had an intensely busy period because you're not just um, a guy who, you know, records music. You also promote shows yeah. in Brisbane as well. Tell, just, us, tell us a little bit about that sort of stuff. I think um, it's, been, it's been organizing shows in Brisbane under the name Micronations for quite a while, just various different guises, but that's one at the moment, and just do a um, club night for... I guess for his weird, wild, and wonderful music um, called the decline of modern civilization, and that's qu- there's quite a dichotomy between what I create as an onomite and what I put on. I generally just it's not necessarily keeping them separate because they have to stay apart. But I think the things I organise are generally kind of really loud, ridiculous, over the top things. Last week, organised a show for Captain Ahab from the states, and in a lot of ways, um, something like Captain Ahab and something like Anonymi are just so far apart. But mm. I just. I think everything that I like informs what everything else I do. Mm, so mm. I've just, yeah, I've been busy doing a lot of that stuff. And also um, 2009 and 10, I was lucky enough to um, co-direct the Sound Summit Festival in Newcastle. And that was, I mean, immediately after the album, that kind of, there was a lot of hecticness with doing the festival there sure. and taking a bit of a break for that. And um, I think after doing the festival and doing the album, then just enjoying the bits of summer that weren't flooded. So, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Well, we'll talk about that in a second, but um, can, do you want to play us something from uh, from the new record? Yeah. Um, we'll just play a track called um, Federation. It's um, all the song titles of the album. It's one of those ones I was, I was just saying before off air that it's really hard naming instrumental music. There's, there's so few terrible ways to do, um, any terrible ways to do it. So in this way, I'm doing an education. Um, all the tracks are named after forms of government. So by the time the album's out, I'm hoping to be a one-man Wikipedia fact sheet. <laughs> Until then, I'm, I'm kind of, that's kind of holding it off. But um, this track's called Federation, and there should be a video clip off it at some point, which is somewhat exciting. Excellent. All right. Well, it's here on New Year Australia. This is Anonymite.
<laughs> New Word Australia, FBI, and Stu Buchanan in the studio with uh, Anonymi. And uh, that was a track from the brand new album. The track is called Fod- uh, Federation. Remind us of the album title again. An entendre. See, it's such a tongue twister that I, I try to kind of have it in my head, but um, Anon, Anon Tondra. There we are. I better write that one down. Um, so um, the release itself, um, I mean, you, uh, as we mentioned there just before we heard that, uh, kind of came together rather, rather quickly when you recorded it um, in Qua Studio in Melbourne. Um, but the track you played live for us earlier, you mentioned, was, wasn't was on the album, was a kind of another uh, evolving piece. Do you, do you have a... Are you one of these people that, that as soon as um, one particular thing is kind of locked down and recorded, that there's already a kind of bunch of stuff in the making? Or do you tend to do it more in kind of fits and starts? Kind of fits and starts. I think... Um I guess it really depends on a lot of things. I know, like, once I finished this album, um, that I was quite busy with a few other things, and then playing live shows in, um, intermittently, but I think I've been, I'm working on bits and pieces, but it's nothing like I'm getting ready for a new album. It's just, mm. I guess almost with some of this, the stuff I played just before, it also builds into, um, when, when I'm playing live, uh, you know, full-length shows, um, it's kind of building into some of the things I'm doing off the album as well, and at the moment I'm just, just using a bit of a different tuning as well, and I think of usually using being, using a tuning. It's got a lot, really a lot of really high ends and a lot of really drony bits as well, right. and that's really fun. And I think I can do most of the tracks that I, you know, recorded on that. But there's a few in the kind of the standard open G tuning that I've just been using tonight, and that's been it's been kind of fun. It's like only only ever used it last night and tonight, so it's kind of this really light and airy kind of sound, and yeah. I like the fact you get off on that. Yeah. It's kind of a standard... I'm looking at you going, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a standard country tuning. It's kind of me liking to pretend I'm more country than I am. Well, I was going to ask about that because, you know, you mentioned before that a lot of the shows you promote um, are noisy, you know, and I've seen a lot of the bills that you've put together, you know, and I know the sort of stuff that you like. And clearly, as you say, Anonymi... Um, doesn't uh, at first doesn't sound as if it fits within within that. What is it that kind of um, how did the impetus to to bring this sort of sound to forward as anonymi uh, manifest itself? Because clearly, you know, you, were you come were you listening to a lot of this all your life before you got here, or was it something um, that came in from left field? Or? I think it's one of those ones. I think a lot of the kind of the um, more so the kind of the droney and minimal kind of stuff I've been listening to for quite a few years. Um, and the country stuff, and I guess when I first started doing an my stuff, I just liked playing twanging um, kind of sounds and things like that. I didn't know so much about country music. I just kind of liked the chords and everything like that. Mm. And when I started, the very first bits and pieces I did were very, used a lot of samples, and it was almost like I did use beats, and there were some vocals and things like that. Mm. But I guess over time, got more like, more of knowledge and more of an interest in you know, a lot of really pretty, minimal sounds and droney sounds, and also a lot of, a lot of love for... Um, just like old kind of pre-war blues and pre-war country and everything like that and a lot of like the kind of solo finger picking guitars as well so mm. I guess it's I don't know like I, I like listening to kind of mellower music when I'm home I, you know I love listening to kind of crazy breakcore stuff but it's not something I can listen to all the time uh, but, so I mean it, it must be a kind of fascinating process when you kind of you know discover uh, you mentioned this kind of like pre, pre-war kind of blues and country yeah. sort of stuff um, to to have that kind of whole brand new avenue of music sort of open to oh, you definitely. and to discover things in there that you can kind of you know put through your own filter yeah you know? and I think that's a kind of this, oh, there's a lot of stuff in a sieve as well because I think you know the things I make the sounds I make I can I kind of I think everything I like 
does somehow reflect itself into the music I make because none of my it's really obtuse way and sometimes like I think I've done a few covers of tracks that I think is this kind of rip off note perfect cover and there's no way anyone else would pick it I think there was a track you might have played on New Way Australia maybe last year this year this track called Hold Ya yeah yes. and that was um, that's a cover of this um, kind of reggae guy, reggae guy called Gypsum yeah. and yeah I think it's one of those ones I could have just named that track any other name and no one would have picked it but I think it's that kind of <laughs> yeah. I don't know I guess I've got the love, like, just a lot of the stuff I love in terms of music but other things as well like you know I'm quite into history and into politics and things like that and I think a lot of the track titles reference that as well it's mm. yeah mm. you've done a couple of other covers I noticed as well there's a Craftwork cover yeah a Craftwork cover and there's yeah. a cover of Louis Louis that I've done yeah. and again they're kind of things that and there's some of those may be coming out in a little EP as well, like a little covers EP, a digital yeah. thing at some stage. But I guess it's one of those things that, I don't know, I kind of, I'd like to put an element of fun into what I'm doing as well. Like it's kind of quite serious about it and really mm. concentrate on what I'm doing. But I think if I didn't kind of have fun and certain, certain sense of whimsy, I'd kind of be betraying myself. Mm. You record as well with um, another... Um Brisbane artist, uh, Bremontown musician. Yeah. Um, is uh, Was that a recent thing, or is that something that I've noticed for that's pop, popped up in SoundCloud it's from the past? Uh, pretty, pretty recent. It was right. just one of those ones, I think, quite a while ago, maybe after the last, my last album, um, so the disambiguation of Anonymize, that was 2009, just did some, like, call out to some friends, um, maybe just, like, some collaborations or remixes or something like that, which I didn't follow up on enough. There was some great remixes and collaborations in there, but nothing really came of it. And there was a couple of tracks that I did with Marissa as well that just back and forth, just kind of web mm, collaborations. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And how was that sort of feeding vocals into the mix then? Um, that... It's kind of fun. Like, I, I really do enjoy just putting vocals and things in there as well because, I, I don't know, I've hit my stage where, I, I you know, I, want, I was able to write lyrics once. And I just, I don't know, I got to the stage where I just... I I had my indie rock my, my indie rock band that kind of you know it broke my desire to play guitar for a while and broke my desire to play indie rock for a long time, and that kind of the lyrics happened. Uh, then I stopped. Yeah. It broke my heart musically, and I stopped trying to be funny, um, <laughs> which is probably for the best. And I guess I've got another kind of a very on hiatus band, um, an electro band with my best mate, and rewrite songs and lyrics are based on our in jokes, and can't really top that. And I I don't know, it just doesn't really work for me singing over the top of my tracks or doing vocals but I think it's really nice to play around with other things just so it doesn't kind of keep me constricted either for sure yeah yeah well look um, thanks very much for um, we could chat more but we've got um, I've got uh, Scissor Lock and Kleptoclectics banging uh, on the door waiting awesome. waiting to get in um, but please stick around you know you, maybe you can uh, do some uh, some beatboxing in the background or something <laughs> to uh, you know as part of a collaboration um, but um, the album you said some out late summer um, follow uh, the label Something Good yeah. Brisbane label for more info on that or check out your website what's your website? Um, anonymai.com okay for more info thanks very much Cheers. Andrew for coming in you want to play us another track off the record? yeah I'll play another track this one's called Meritocracy <laughs> of course it is it's, it's an interesting learning experience this one you can ask me on all the Wikipedia and government questions in a few months not until then <laughs>
weird. They didn't want to tell anyone yet, because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No. Weird. Australia.